So, uh, Councillor Parrott, Councillor yes, it's a quick Maybe thought. then we've, we've uh, spoken at length on this. Just a quick thought on, on the subject of design in the, in the new garden communities. There are, of course, the community forums. And I think we should make a very particular point in those forums of asking people their opinions about what they'd like to live in and what sub even subjectively they think of good designs and bad designs. Because, you know, you, you mm. walk around places, and I mean, I mean the one that faces um, South and Morden, the entrance to South and Morden Town Football Club, there's a new estate there, which I walk past from time to time. It's ghastly. It's truly ghastly. And anybody allowed that to be designed should be shot. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's the sum of the future. Uh, my apologies to everybody who lives there. But I think, you know, if you'd asked the people what they wanted, you probably would not have got what's there. I think it's really important that those community forums address that. Not just recreation space, not just, you know, all this, but specifically aesthetics of the place you live. Let's hope we'll get this in the protocols and then we have the designer on board for the garden communities, which are obviously the, uh, the, the, the bigger in volume, if you like. Councillor, did you want to come back for one more and then maybe? Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please, you for me, Chair. Thank you. Forgive me for being pedantic, but I wouldn't want parish councils to think they ought to produce a neighbourhood plan just so they can bring out some design guidance. It's quite sufficient, I would hope and expect, for them to produce a design guide if they were so minded. And we, the, the council could then adopt it as supplementary planning guidance and it would effectively do the job without having to go through all the statutory procedures as well. It would be much quicker and cheaper, okay. more Thank effective, hopefully. Thank you. I think we've had a good, a good consideration of that, a number of thoughts for officers. This will, of course, uh, come back for, for future meetings. So I, uh, I think we've probably done what uh, we wanted to do to, con to consider that without any um, particular need for approval there. So um, on then to the um, sports facilities. Uh, it is the Stephen Miles show, so over to you. Thank you, Chair. Um, just to give you a bit of background, following yeah, just to give you a bit of background, following representations from Sport England on the Council's Regulation 18 local plan, uh, the Council Commission consultants prepare new evidence on sport and open space provision. Um, sport England's reps considered that the previous evidence was based on survey data that was too old and did not incorporate a strategy uh, into developing new provision. New evidence was prepared and published in February of this year, submitted and submitted to the Planning Inspectorate a couple of months after that um, in order to support the emerging local plan. Evidence covers three topic areas, playing pitches, indoor sport and open space provision. Summary of the high level recommendations from these reports have been pulled out into the office report with you today. Um, while the primary purpose of this evidence is to inform the emerging local plan, it does represent the most up-to-date evidence in relation to support facilities and recreation provision. Consequently, it is capable of being a material consideration uh, in determining planning applications. Um, recommendation in the report is uh, for PPWG to recommend to Cabinet that these three strategies are endorsed as material considerations for planning applications. Thank you, uh, Mr. Miles. I, um, I, I, I feel a, a, a personal attraction to this item that um, those of you who have been interested in politics for a few years may remember I actually kicked this off as county councillor in 2013. Um, it was then taken up by the, by the administration, um, though not perhaps as enthusiastically as I would have wished and the sort of... Um, the, the, the dragging of feet has been, uh, has been rather, rather large on this. However, we, uh, we have um, now got some concrete recommendations here, uh, and I'll throw it open to members for their comments. Councillor Evans, Councillor Day. Uh, thank you, uh, Chairman. Um, thank you very much for this um, summary and recommendation. I have had the opportunity of reminding myself as to the contents of the standards paper in February, to which um, you refer, Mr. Miles. 
Um, one comment I would make is that the report, while it is evidence for the purposes of the plan examination, struck me as being of a rather general and generic nature. It is district-wide in its approach, uh, rather than uh, particular community-related. And bearing in mind the differences between, the large differences, I would suggest, between the two towns on the one hand, of uh, Southern Walden and uh, Dunmo, uh, and the larger villages and the smaller villages, I'm not sure that this generic approach is entirely uh, suitable, and I don't think it provides as comprehensive a picture of the amenities in the district uh, as it might. Uh, and I say that having also had the chance to look at the equivalent work undertaken in adjoining districts, uh, where a rather more detailed approach was adopted. And for example, in North Hertfordshire, a community by community approach was uh, taken by the consultants involved in that particular district. And I think it might be more suitable if we here in Uttlesford were to adopt a similar approach, because I suspect that the necessity and requirements and the convenience of facilities in Saffron Walden are going to be different from those in individual communities. And speaking for my own uh, ward, I see that Felsted did respond to the questionnaire which was submitted, but there doesn't seem to have been a response from Stebbing unless it was not included for a particular, for a particular reason. Um, but I do feel concerned that the <coughs> evidence um, really leads us down to a low common denominator in terms of uh, space um, rather than something which might be the best common denominator. Uh, I do appreciate that the standards are those referable to 1,000 head of population, which, which seems a bit uh, crazy to me in a rural district, but that's what the standards provide for. Uh, but I don't feel entirely comfortable that the evidence actually really completely helps us come to a decision uh, here uh, and bearing in mind that the standards are often in relation and specifically to the provision for children and young people and in relation to uh, allotments and so on, they are lower than uh, the standards which you describe and I feel uncomfortable at the moment in going forward with these particular suggested uh, uh, allocations. Um, so it's worth remembering that while the recommendations in the standards paper are, as, as you say, they are district-wide uh, standards to be applied, um, the analysis that informed them in the um, Open Space Assessment Report did look at uh, settlement by settlement and, and did look at, at particular um, sites within it. While not every site was visited by the consultants, I think it's around 30%, um, they, they did do a des desktop assessment of the ones they didn't visit. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I, I think it was informed by a, a good evidence base and a good, a good looking around at, at the district. Um, on the community approach, you, you note that, that Stebbing Parish Council didn't, didn't respond to, to their question. I don't think they did. Um, the Appendix 1 of the Open Space Assessment Report um, includes a summary of the cons from consultations with the parish councils and you can see from there that not every parish council did respond. Um, I mean, I'm sure the consultants did everything they could to get uh, parish councils to respond, but they can't force them to. What page is that? Uh, sorry, that is in a report. It's in one of the reports that's informing it. It's, if you click one of the links on there, it'll take you through. Sorry. <laughs> um, Yes, on the community print. On the, um, the fact that the open space standards for some of the uses are lower than the, um, the national benchmarks, that, I mean, that's the case. 
Um, the, it's also the case that for some of them they are higher, and then quite a lot higher, um, the natural and semi-natural green space and the immunity green space are both uh, more than double um, what the national benchmark is. The consultants have advised that um, page 11 of the, the standards paper um, refers to the fact that, I'll just read it out, uh, the national benchmark quantity standards are not deemed as appropriate for use as they do not take into account the local circumstances, distribution and historical trends of the area. Our approach of using locally derived quality standards, quantity standards, apologies, ensures that all reflective standards are set so based on take account consideration current local provision levels and views. So the fact that they've, they've consulted all the parish councils and they've identified where there are deficits, but the consultants didn't think that that was enough, or enough evidence to necessarily raise those standards where, where they were lower. One technical point as well, the previous evidence base that, in, that the council was relying on to inform the local plan for children's play space on, on a number of sites uh, defined it as wider than the area for equipped space, so it included the, the kind of immunity green space around it as well. So in, in drawing it tighter around the, the equipped play space, um, it could be that the figure is lower. And when we interpret these uh, figures in, in determining planning applications, we need to bear that in mind and make sure that areas which are being provided for equipped play space are only the areas which are being provided for equipped play space. And one final point, um, neighbourhood plans will have the opportunity to uh, add to the evidence here. They, they obviously know their communities better than, than the district council and if they want to um, uh, seek to provide additional guidance on, on these standards then they would be able to do that. I have Councillor Councillor Dean, Councillor Loughlin, Councillor Sora. Thank you, Chair. Um, I'm going to come from a different angle. I personally found the uh, assessment report um, quite useful and interesting. Um, what I was disturbed at is the quality of our sports pitches in Uttlesford. Um, we, we have an outside body that um, has, has looked at this and uh, Generally, overall, I think the standard of our pitches is not good. And that's probably pretty historic. Uh, it's probably through a lack of money and resources that have been thrown um, at, at the pitches. Um, we don't have necessarily uh, dedicated professional people looking after them anymore. They're, they're overused. Um, you can tell that by from the report that the grass coverage is very poor. Now from that, I think we ought to learn lessons. So moving forward, if we go towards the garden communities, and this is what I would like to ask our officers um, as to whether with section 106 is that um, if we're looking at building um, football, hockey, well, the team, the team game um, pitches, um, do developers as such pick that up? And do we have a right to ensure that the quality, it's the initial lay down that if you do not put correct drainage um, and subsoil in, it's not like laying a lawn at home that you get some turf and put it on, it all looks very lovely and ready to play on, but if the subsoil is incorrect in a very short uh, period of time, the ground becomes compacted and the sports pitches um, almost become useless. So that's, in a nutshell, do we have, because you've mentioned in several places this is not a planning uh, matter, so I would be interested to know whether, whether we do have some control over that. Mr. Mark? Um, so the report mentions that a number of the matters these, these studies cover are not planning matters, but a number of them are as well. I mean, we, we um, can and should be using these studies to uh, secure Section 106 funding to um, deliver new pitches and support 
uh, and improve the quality of existing pitches. The, the playing pitch strategy and action plan uh, goes through a, in a lot of detail uh, pitches throughout the district identifying particular actions um, that, that should be followed up on and we should be securing money to, to do that where, where appropriate. Um, obviously funding for section 106 funding to support a planning application should be supporting the, the development <coughs> in that area so we shouldn't be using section 106 money from Great Chesterford down in Stansted um, as an example. Um, and on the point about um, the pitches being new pitches being appropriate for their use, um, yes, they should be. Um, if developers aren't, aren't building the pitches that they that, uh, that can meet the needs of, uh, of all the teams, then that's not right. We should be making sure that they do. And this report will hopefully help do that. Yes, I mean, Chair, if I may, I mean, I come back from a background of, uh, of building golf courses, so I know what, what, what needs to be there. Um, but it is, it needs to be policed with a, um, a small P very careful because it's so easy to hide what's underneath um, with either turfing um, over a hole, really. take that point and, and agree with it 100%. Um, I have a, a, just a, a thought of how, how the council would do that. Though. Does, does, this is kind of a question rather than an answer, apologies. Um, but do, but it, whether the council has the appropriate skills to, to be able to enforce that is something that, well, I guess we need. Well, of course, there are, there are companies out there. I mean, one that is a national company is the Sports Turf um, Research Institute. I mean, they are advisors at, at national football level, um, county cricket uh, level. Um, they are really the masters of it. So it's the Sports Turf Research Institute. We, we may be getting into a little bit too much detail here, really, for the council to look at. But, but that. Um, it may be then coming back to community that the various community clubs will will need to to take that advice and uh, and look at the the actual design and build as it happens. Councillor Dick, I think was next. If I read this correctly, we've got um, a, a hybrid document. It's obviously it's come out of the work on the local plan, but several times in the document it talks about the fact don't expect to sort all this lot out through. Um, section 106 agreements or whatever on the back of planning applications but that the district, the council itself or others will have to put in resources in addition. Now I suppose if in the later paper we're talking about the community infrastructure leisure, le levy, sill and, and that might provide greater flexibility but I, I think without this council doing its getting its act together in terms of outside the planning process and knowing and working with the communities, be it Felstead, Stebbing or be it Stansted or, or wherever, to actually work with the um, various parishes. We'll, we'll just continue, I think, with a laissez-faire attitude, which is, well, people might get on with it and the bigger places like Saffron Walden, well, they probably look after themselves and then we've got... I mean, this council put £500,000 into, um, into Carver Barracks for the running facilities, etc. And this document um, says, says something to the effect that the council needs to get its act together if, in fact, Carver Barracks does close down in order to <coughs> ensure that those facilities continue to be available to the community. And yet there must be there's a question mark over the location of that already. So, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of issues here that the council, the wider council needs to get its act together on such that we, if you will, have a, a shopping list that has been put together with the, the many parishes within the district uh, so that we're ready to go when the opportunity arises rather than getting what you're given 
uh, it, which may or may not be in the right place. Um, so, so I'm really suggesting that beyond the local plan process that we are here are primarily involved in, uh, that they, I hope that the council with its new administration will, will form a way of taking this forward beyond the local plan process in concert with the local plan process but not relying on it. Is Perhaps that, a is, continuation is of the committee which, um, which worked on the plan could, uh, could do that. We, we, we had a working group which was going in the last administration. Maybe they could, they could take that on. We'll think about that. Yeah. I think that's that the needs to be taken away. Thank yeah. you. Councillor Lockie, you were next, I think, and then Councillor and then maybe we should move on. Can I come on yes. to indoor and built facilities? Mm -hmm. Do? Yeah. Well, I was reading through this, and I actually thought some of these ideas were very good. Um, but I was wondering it's, uh, if I could read out... Consider whether an athletics facility located at Carver Barracks uh, could be brought into the public domain given the potential decommissioning of the site by 2030. I actually thought when we gave that £500,000, um, well I voted against it but some people thought it was a good idea, um, that it actually was in the public domain and uh, uh, as it's public money I thought that some the public were going to be allowed to use it. Is it not? being used by the public? It, it will be used by the public, absolutely, yes. Sorry? Yes. It will be used by the public, absolutely, yes. But it, it was supposed to be used by the public now? Uh, it hasn't been built yet. They haven't even started building it yet. Oh, haven't they? No. When no. are they going to start building when, Sorry, when are they going to start building it? Uh, they will start building it next springtime with the aim of completing it late summer. So it will be brought into the public domain in the near future? Because reading about, this report doesn't sound as if it will. The plan, yes. Yes. And if, the, if it's decommissioned in 2030, what would the plans be to do for that then? That, that, that is a bit of an open issue at the moment. Um, in my last conversations with the commanding officer of the barracks, the, um, the likelihood of, of it closing by 2030 is extremely low, and it's yeah. anticipated that it will go on well beyond that. They are, they are even talking about um, bringing in further personnel, further companies into... Uh, so we can be assured that the money that this council gave, uh, some of it will come back by the public being able to use it when well, that and if is, it's built. That, 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 that is the, the return, absolutely, yes. For the, for the half a million pounds, um, literally dozens of community groups will, will use it. That is the plan, yes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, Councillor Storr, I think, next. Thank you, Chair. Um, what I want to ask relates to something that Mr Miles said uh, a few minutes ago. I think he effectively referred to a difference in definition with regard to what constitutes provision for children and young people on development sites. That difference being one made between one made by the developers uh, not the developers, the, um, the consultants that produced the report for this district, um, which had a much tighter definition than the one used by the government, which allows effectively double the standard or more. If that's correct, I wonder if we could be more specific in whatever goes forward and is hopefully agreed so that then developers when confronted with whatever is agreed, know exactly what is required of them. And we don't have this uh, possible, this potential scope for conflict at planning committees in the future. Is that feasible? Um, so, yeah, just to be clear on the difference, the difference was um, in the latest evidence and, and in the previous evidence that informed the local plan. Um, the previous evidence had, had taken a wider area than the, the playing pitch. And, and, and yes, you're right, that my, my advice there was that we, should, we need to be clear with um, uh, when planning applications come in of what we actually mean, which is when we're asking for children's play equipment, it is specifically the area with the play equipment. In turn, so, 
Is that better? Yeah. Um, in, in terms of what we're able to do now, um, I mean, we can't amend their report. That is their report with their recommendations in. But we could, uh, in uh, the report that goes to Cabinet in the future, it'd be clear in, in that report what it is that the children's play space, the definition of children's play space is, um, so that that is, is then what, what we're adopting as material consideration is, is clearly informed by that correct definition. That's fine, thank you. Just on that then, the provision for children and young people is down as 0.1 hectares mm. per thousand population. Wasn't the sport England recommendation twice that level? Uh, no, the Sport England didn't make a particular recommendation. They, they recommended that we update our evidence base um, and the, uh, uh, the, the there's a figure of 0.25 which is what um, the, uh, the national standard, the mm. fields in trust standards uh, refers to as, as, as kind of a national yes, average. Yeah, yeah. Um, current levels across our district are around 0.1 uh, which the, uh, the the consultants in in recommending that that is the standard we take forward are basically um, my interpretation is that they're saying what we've got basically works, and so we should be seeking to provide that. Um, it would would that be the general view of members that we have enough children's space with uh, with developments we've seen recently? Councillors. Absolutely not. Every development we've had, the children's play area is poor. Um, not only is it full of pretty rubbish play equipment, that's the first thing, but the second thing is the areas are dinky. So you could get three or four toddlers in and a couple of kids that are seven, and that's your lot for a 30-house development. Um, David Wilson Homes, which is about 140, has a very similar play area that's really small. They are aimed particularly under to the ages of seven. Uh, so I, I would say no, I, I don't think there's been, I, I can only talk about my own area, Neil probably knows better in Newport. Ours have all been very small, very dinky, not really proposed for play, they're more for containment, I think, of children, very small containment and very little running around and, and, and playing, so I wouldn't. What I don't quite, get Mr. Miles, and I, I do apologise for being obviously a little bit obtuse here, is we have a report that's made recommendation and you're saying we can't change it, but can we not put at the bottom that we disagree with something and would prefer X? If, if this is a report that we've commissioned for somebody to give us advice, if somebody gives you advice, surely you're allowed to say thank you very much for your input, but I'd like to change X. So if I, if I was cooking, for um, example, I'm sure, we're, I'm sure we're allowed to change it. Uh, no, no, no. It, it's a recommendation. It's a recommendation. It, it is a recommendation. Right. Um, so there, yeah. we certainly can uh, use it. Uh, I would suggest that if we want to ask for a different standard, we would need to um, seek some evidence to justify that standard. If, if we didn't, then all a developer who wanted to challenge it would be able to do is point at our latest evidence say, and say, that's our latest evidence, why are you asking for more? So I'm not saying we can't ask for more, but I'm oh, saying we would, need to, um, yeah, yeah. we would need to do some work yeah, yeah, to justify yeah. it. Could I just have other input from members then? We've seen that uh, what one member thinks that the provision at 0.1, well, the current provision is not enough, contrary to the reports and contrary to national standards, could I have any other input specifically on that point? Councillor Hargreaves. Yes, certainly. I'm looking at uh, some developments in, uh, in Quendon. Um, it's, it's a postage stamp job yeah. with some little bits of wood stuck in it, and that's it. Mm. And it's only suitable for very tiny children, mm. and you have to sit there and watch them, mm. and that's it. Um, elsewhere in Newport, there is some <coughs> slightly larger, uh, but... No, it's quite small. And if you look at the uh, open space provision across the whole district, uh, bizarrely, although we're in a rural area, uh, we actually have less open space uh, than, than most places because the open spaces are all owned by people. You can't go into them. You're restricted to footpaths. I think across the whole of Essex, we come bottom equal 
in the amount of public open mm. space that's available. And um, some of the, the, the requirements in the Essex um, space strategy document uh, we just miss entirely. We haven't even got that size of space. Mm. So yeah, I would, I would be for, for greater space. So, so maybe we have a consensus that we should look for the national standard rather than the, um, the 0.1 recommended. Council Loughlin? Thank you. Well, there again, I think that comes down to planning. When, a design, when an estate comes in or any planning application, then we look to see if there's uh, public open space or if there's something for kids, a play area, leap and a lap and all that kind of thing. And I think that is the time when the design comes in or the scoping opinion, whatever, that we can change these things and say, no, that's not good enough. So, I, you know, that's just my opinion. That's what we do well, so we're, far. We're, we're looking for recommended standards here. So obviously yeah. each individual application we will. Yes, but, exactly. But we're, we're looking at what we should recommend. So uh, I would rather propose from the chair that we go to the national standard rather than the one okay. recommended here, if everyone's agreeing with that. So coming back to the proposal overall, I'm just going back to see what the recommendation was and my computer's slightly slow. Councillor Hargreaves, yes, um, while I'm going back. While you're going back, could I please draw attention to point 15? That is the one that's about securing the developer contributions. We're very much in favour of that. However, uh, I'm surprised that the 2012 uh, sports strategy was not even looked at in the creation of these, this document because that's on the evidence base for local plan. That did exactly this. It worked out, it was a sill, it worked out what we needed, it costed it, it worked out how many houses there were going to be, and then it calculated the contribution right down to individual houses, individual sizes of houses, and even right down to flats. This one, it just says, we're only gonna claim if it's over, over 10 units. Could I suggest that this should actually be done like the 2012 one, right down to individual houses, uh, and in support of this, you look at what's happened in Newport, of the, of the 555, 560 houses we've had permitted since 2011, I think, I've got the figures in front of me, something like 40% have made no contribution on Section 106 to anything, because it's lots and lots of small developments coming in under these levels. Uh, it's important, I think, to be able to get the maximum figure from everything that goes on mm. and not just allow small developments of very, very high profit houses to get away scot-free when they were used to save facilities. And it's also, of course, mean that the overall figure per metre could come down slightly yeah, if yeah. everyone has to take their share. Uh, so I think this patch should go back to what was proposed in the 2012 strategy, down to individual houses, to bedroom sizes, uh, mm. number of bedrooms and flats. Mr. Miles, is that feasible, or why have we uh, abandoned that? Uh, but the, this evidence was um, produced to replace the, the old evidence, um, and that was on Sport England's uh, criticism of that old evidence. Um, so, paragraph uh, 15 is within the playing pitch part of the report. The playing pitch part of the report, in particular, is, is one of Sport England's main. Uh, criticisms of the, of the last evidence base. They say that we should not be developing st a standard approach for delivering playing pitches. It should be based on a strategy approach which looks at existing provision, deficits and, and the like, and develops a strategy for providing new stuff rather than um, X number of homes equals Y contribution or, or Y amount of space. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what the 2012 one did. It was a strategy for this is what is needed. And then it said, how do you pay for it? I'm sure Sport England didn't say, uh, don't make uh, developments under 10 houses. Don't let them off paying for it. The, the, the extraction of the cash is down to us. Uh, yeah, we need the strategy, which I think we've probably got. But it's extracting the cash, which I think is our, our job. And I, I doubt Sport England would object to us uh, extracting cash from builders of large houses. Uh, no, on, on the point of uh, uh, developments of 10 units, or 10 units or less, or under 10 units, um, yeah, I, I'll, we can look into that. Um, I, yeah, that doesn't feel right, does it? Okay. Finally, Councillor Dean, quick point. I'm, um, I'm a bit puzzled as to what we're trying to do here at the moment. I'm looking at a document which is dated December 2018. In other words, it's almost 
12 months old. So I'm not clear where it's been for the last uh, 11 months. And it just seems to me at the moment we are scratching the surface on something which has got at least five, if not six, attachments, and I certainly haven't looked at them. Um, and there may be other stuff in there that requires detailed examination by members and officers to address some of the points that have been made tonight, but, but other things as well, and to make sure we're not just kind of jumping to the wrong conclusion on whatever standard we're talking about. So if, if it's been sitting around for 12 months, then let's spend another three months making sure that we get this right as best we can. Before, before we go um, as I understand this, this, this is effectively an addendum to the plan submission. This was, this was specifically held back in the planning submission, so we then have to get this in as part of, uh, of that plan submission, do we not? So, uh, yes, yeah, so this was developed to support the local plan. Yeah. It wasn't quite ready for January the 18th when we submitted, and so we submitted as soon as we could after that date. Uh, we submitted this since in February. I, I, or maybe a couple of months afterwards. Um, but that, that was the, the purpose of, the primary purpose of this evidence. No, but what I'm getting at is that members of this council, be it the old one or the new one, haven't really had the opportunity to get their head around it. And those who are more interested in the content of this, which probably is other members than me, because I'm not a, a great sports person, so I, I don't know a lot about, I, I can't personally comment on logic, but I think it needs taking away and looking at in detail before we actually decide what should go in What's the our time limitation on this, Mr. Uh, there, There's no particular time limitation. Uh, we've brought this report before you now uh, at a member request um, because uh, it, is, it was thought that people wanted to use it uh, to support planning de decision-making and planning applications. Mm. So I think that I understand your concerns, but uh, it has hung around for a long time, and the whole issue has hung around for a decade, and uh, I would feel I would rather propose that we go ahead with this, with, the, with that um, upgrade of national standards on the, on the children's play area. So I will propose that from the chair, seconded by Councillor Lee. Sorry, was that a final point? Sorry, give it... Sorry, could I just make one yeah. a final point, and that is in relation to the knock-on effect of accepting, if we were, accepting lower than national standards, the knock-on effect potentially on not just current planning applications, but on the garden communities. And I think it would be very undesirable if a message were to be sent from a determination by us, mm -hmm. which had lower, which included lower than national standards, the knock-on effect mm -hmm. that that might have upon the view taken in the future in relation to garden it communities. Did. It did. Which is why we, I suggested that upgrade on the... But, it's, but with respect, I think, yeah. Chairman, it's not only in relation to the children's play areas ah, that we are Sorry, I wasn't uh, aware actually of that. considering. It is actually more than that. It are the standards recommended by these consultants if I may say so, I don't think that the exercise undertaken by them is as comprehensive as it should be. And if one looks at the comments village by village that mm -hmm. they've reported on, the comments are actually very, very slight indeed. Um, but I think that we should, across the board, look to apply national benchmark standards rather than the ones recommended. Uh, and that is for all of these categories and not just for children's playgrounds. And do we know what the significant difference is? I thought in some case we were above the natural. The, above the natural. Well, I'll just read yes. from the, I'll just read from the, the comparison table, if Mr. Miles uh, would allow me. Um, it's uh, table 3.4.1. Um, currently, we provide 0 0.10 hectares per thousand for parks and gardens. The national benchmark is 0 0.80. Uh, currently, for natural and semi-natural green space, we're well over at 5.81. National benchmark is 1.8. Amenity green space, we currently provide more at 1.60. National benchmark 0 0.60. Uh, children's playgrounds 0.10. Current provision national benchmark 0.25. And allotments, again, we're below at 0.20 compared with the national benchmark of 0.25. 
Yeah, okay, so in fact we're, um, we're ahead of interest in the, green, the uh, semi-natural green spaces, the recommendation is much higher. The major, the major difference where we're under-providing then is on parks and gardens, so I just wanted, uh, I, hadn't, I hadn't appreciated that there was that difference. Perhaps Mr. Myers could comment on that, or Mr. Lender. Uh, yes, so um, the report in talking about parks and gardens, Holly's, I just turned to the page. So the uh, open space assessment report uh, in the summary of, of section looking at parks and gardens notes that most of the parks provision in Uttlesford, five, five of the seven sites, uh, is located in Saffron Walden, the area with the highest population density. There are several settlements without parks provision. They are generally in areas of lower population density, with the exceptions of Dunmo, Birchanger and Stansted Mount Fitchett. However, such settlements are served by other forms of open space. So the, the report recognises that um, Dunmo and Stansted in particular don't have any provision in the form of parks and gardens, but there are other open spaces where, where residents can meet their open space needs um, instead. So I think that um, on, all, all, um, on the majority of the areas, particularly if we upgrade the... Uh, the provision for children and young people, we're meeting the standards. We then have the reason for the parks and gardens shortfall. Are we then comfortable with that, or do we do we want to uh, recommend uh, further allocations? Council opens up. Well, simply allotments, point? and bearing in mind the um, principle of uh, edible gardens, as mm -hmm. it were, um, anticipated in garden communities, I would um, suggest that we use the national standard for allotments as well. Okay, so are we maybe heading towards then saying that we, we want to upgrade the allotments to national standards of provision for children and young people and accept the others as yeah. given? Can I propose that? Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, Chair. Just, just, um, I'm just conscious of the, the recommendation here that this was for PPWG to yes. recommend to cabinet Indeed. the actual documents which have, uh, they have been submitted as part of a local plan evidence mm -hmm. um, we were looking to go to cabinet in January to endorse these standards if we're saying we need to do a little bit of additional work on it we might have to go we have a little think about how we can best do that because I understand where you're coming from on this but yeah. the mechanics of how we actually do that we might have to just take a little bit of stock to see what yeah. we can do because we might Okay have to then, do that. I think you've got, we've, we've got the direction of committee. I would suggest that we defer that until the next meeting when we have that additional look and we can be much more considered in that at the next stage. I will vote for that, Mr Chair. Okay, we will, uh, we'll, uh, we will then do that. Could I ask Councillor Gregory what time the scrutiny committee starts? Oh, plenty of time, thank you. <laughs> moving, moving on then to uh, the final item, uh, a great, again, of great personal interest, uh, Mr. Miles. Thank you, Chair. Um, this report provides an update on the progress uh, the Council's made in preparing a community infrastructure levy or SIL. Uh, Council's about to appoint consultants imminent, very imminently um, to prepare the evidence to support the introduction of a SIL. Um, uh, the report gives you a little bit of background on what a SIL is, which I'm sure most of you know anyway. It's a levy charged on development in order to provide infrastructure. Um, and the second part of the report gives you an indication of the timings for the production of a sale and you can see from those timings that it's hoped that we will be able to have a sale in place 
uh, by late in. next year. Mm, yes. That's just a year away. Is that the end of your well report? Done. Thank you very much. Excellent. My party has been campaigning for this for a, a, approximately four or five or six years. Um, and I'm not excluding other, uh, other people. Um, and I think in the interim, we've, we've probably lost uh, a significant amount of money, and particularly that boils down to infrastructure that, uh, that we've lost. So uh, personally, I'm very pleased to see this come forward. And in that time frame, it's obviously going to be very, uh, a very uh, intense and exciting time on the amount of uh, submissions we're making to the planning inspectorate and the amount of work and the inspection that has to be done. Notwithstanding that, it is very exciting. Councillor Dean, I think, wants to make the first in, comment. In the past, uh, the council and therefore the previous administration always looked away from adopting SIL because it requires lots of resources to do auditing of the state of the district uh, and therefore what improvements and what shopping lists we would have in order to utilize the money. So is there, are there steps in place to provide the resources to do the work that's necessary to actually have the information in place to make this work because I, I'm not aware where, where, for instance, the council is with its budgeting for next year and whether it will do it properly. In, uh, in, in principle, the administration is, is very open to investing in the planning department, mm. the planning functions and all the things that will surround the implementation of the SIL. I think you can also see there is actually a provision from the SIL itself to look to the administrative work, I think I'm correct, 5% thereof. So um, absolutely the answer is that the administration will do a proper job on it. Right. Checklist, uh, we've just got working Mr. Webb on our priority. Uh, priority spending for the budget for next year and the SIL was asked of him where is the money for this and he said it is actually provided for within the local plan uh, budgets already so it wasn't something that we had to had to add on so it, it, it's, it's already in there so, so just clarify just picking up Councillor Dean's point the they're coming up with the charging schedule that is what the consultants will be doing so that's the, that's, that's the work that they'll actually be doing and as Councillor Hargreaves says there's already funding for that through the garden communities budget actually so we, we, we have that funded and as Stephen said we'll hopefully hopefully appoint the consultants either this week or next week and do the consultants go out and talk to the local communities they don't just do a desk job from somewhere a long way away no, they, they will go out and do some uh, consultation work with the community. We, we actually specifically added that as part of the um, clarification process we went through with them. So we've actually required them to in, actually undertake more um, uh, yeah, days out in the field, as it were, than they were originally proposing. So they're going to do that. Thank you. Councillor right, thank you. I think, uh, actually, Councillor Hargreaves in the previous agenda item touched on the inequality between large developments and smaller developments mm. and the implications that smaller or the inference that smaller developments have no effect on the local area. Um, ultimately, the way I see it, still solves that problem yeah. somewhat. Uh, it's most welcome from my perspective, I'm sure I can get the other three Conservatives to sign up to it and say that it, as a party <laughs> we, we are in agreement to it. <laughs> Thank um, you, thank you. Carefully noted. Shame, but, uh, you, shame you weren't here four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, but I won't possibly pass comment on that, but I'm very supportive of SEAL. I always thank have you. been in both my professional career and as a councillor. That's all so. of us. That's all of us. Yes. Thank you. Um, I think the action <laughs> here was to note the report. Uh, I would thank, thank officers and I would say that we noted it. Final comment, Councillor Storr? Not on this. Um, there, there isn't an item of, of, of any other business, but uh, I will, I will be uh, kind with you and listen to the request. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, I received an email, surprisingly, late last week. I suspect we all did. It was an invitation from Essex County Council uh, to respond to their consultation 
uh, on the developer's guide to infrastructure mm -hmm. contributions. And I, it struck me that rather than any individuals commenting, just as an individual, it may be better if we were to respond corporately on, on behalf of the District Council. Are we planning to do that? And that's certainly something we can do, yeah. And we, we could do that in consultation with PPWG uh, to go, yeah. So that, that, that would then come to the, to the next PPWG. The, may I say that the deadline for response returns is 12th of December, just for information. Oh, it might be best done by email. I think it's best, best <laughs> to be done by email. Is this another AOB item, Councillor Parrott? It's, if you'll excuse me, Chair, it's a supplementary to what we were talking about earlier, if I may. Mm -hmm. If you'll indulge me for a moment, because no sooner did we stop talking about it than I received an email telling me that there'd been a forum in the Guildhall in Cambridge today, um, attended by, let me read them out, the Cam Valley Forum, the Wildlife Trust, Wild Trout Trust, the Cambridge Water Company, and the Environment Agency, and a whole lot of others, including City Council and District Councillors. Uh, what came out of this was the Environment Agency now concedes that they have not openly discussed enough the critical lack of resilience in the water system in the area. Um, and that we do face considerable problems, especially if the upcoming winter is 60% below norm, which it almost certainly will be, which appears. Um, the water companies will not be allowed more licenses by the Environment Agency to extract. So these are decisions that are yes. being made now, yeah. critical yeah. decisions in reaction to the water situation, which seems to have been ignored in the past. Um, so I would say that you know, it really does need to be built into that response. So I was Seriously. about to say then uh, that you will obviously have a look at that, uh, that finding and you will build that into the response. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, John. Do you know where the nearest place to get the sandwiches?